This and every episode of Wrecked Podcast is brought to you by Beeksy Exchange, an upcoming cryptocurrency exchange built in collaboration with One Market Data. Beeksy is bringing legacy finance speed, power, and sophistication to crypto for the first time. With 225,000 transactions per second per pair, comparable to NASDAQ, 15 order types on day one, with 25 order types on full rollout, and a dedicated customer support team, Beeksy is setting itself apart from the competition. Check out Beeksy today at Beeksy.com and pre-register today at Beeksy.com slash registration to get your free Beeksy exchange tokens. That's Beeksy.com, B-E-A-X-Y dot com. I'm Crypto Messiah, and this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside both of my esteemed colleagues and co-hosts. Uh, Cynthia Wood is alive and joining us today in the flesh. Cynthia, it's been, a, it's been quite some it time. Has. I know Raptor Jesus is celebrating that I am back today, but I am here. Uh, he just texted me and said he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. And... And of course, with his Lou Gehrig-like streak here, uh, with, uh, we have Crypto Chamber, Chamber aka Howard, the buddy. Iron Man of Crypto Podcasts. <laughs> That's right, Cal Ripken-like. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, what's no, up, man? Nothing, man. I just finished a weekend. Uh, it's my daughter's birthday um, at the beginning of July, but apparently we had to have a party this weekend. Um, so I hosted about I don't know, sixteen or seventeen kids at a you know, foam pit jumpy place where, you know, it was just absolute fucking bonkers. Living the uh, dream. Sounds like you're Yeah, nightmare. it was, it, I yelled at like three kids that weren't mine. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> the best is they probably weren't. Even I don't even think they were. I, They're just like other people. What the hell are you doing? Get over here. <laughs> Get in the picture. <laughs> And joining us today, we have a very special guest. You know him as Crypto Messiah. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Um, we were talking a little off uh, off before we were started recording, and I'm I'm feeling it with you. I have I have what happens in as a late hangover. Like it didn't hit me until like three or four o'clock, and then that's how you know you're old oh, when yeah. you get the late hangover. It's, it's kind of later yeah. in the afternoon, you know. You you think you're okay, and and then you know maybe you start to sweat a little. Maybe it's a little hot. You're feeling the forehead. Wait, do I have a fever? You know, can I eat anything? What's going on here? This is exactly oh. what happened to me. I was out by the pool, and I'm like, I think I'm getting heat yeah. stroke. <laughs> it's a little hot out here. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But before we get started, I do want to mention our newest sponsor, Lolly. So. If you're interested in accumulating Bitcoin, you need to check out Lolly. That's L-O-L-L-I. You can find them at lolly.com and on Twitter at TryLolly. Lolly is the free browser extension that lets you earn Bitcoin when you shop online. For every purchase at one of the Lolly merchants, you can get up to 30% back directly to your wallet. Lolly has partnered with over 500 different merchants, including Jet, Overstock, SeatGeek, and Priceline, and it's safe and completely free to use, a great way to earn and share Bitcoin with your family and friends. Don't miss out on your chance to accumulate more Bitcoin for the next bull run. Check out lolly.com. That's L-O-L-L-I.com and try lolly on Twitter. I actually used it today. Stacked some more sats. So that was pretty Stuck dope. Them I sats. bought some stuff from jet.com <laughs> and killing it. So did you, didn't you get like 20 bucks today or something? I, I saw you tweet something out like you, you got a whole 20 show. bucks. Like a VTC? Yeah, I spent. spent God, that. No I'm kidding. How exactly, how exactly does Lolly work, guys? I mean, I, you know, because I've had a couple of friends, you know, that have used it, and you know, they've said they've made purchases, and you know, they've been able to kind of get kickbacks. But you know, how does how does that even work? 
so it's pretty cool. It's actually just a Google Chrome extension, right? And then you it, you have essentially a wallet address, and they're partnered with um, all these different online merchants. And when you go to their website, it automatically activates, um, you know, kind of the rebate portion of it uh, just directly to the extension so when you check out and you make a purchase depending on the merchant it's anywhere from like one percent to thirty percent back on your purchase that you get in bitcoin directly to your lolly wallet after you make your purchase so now, i wonder cool. i wonder how exactly uh, that works though you know are, like are these guys affiliates of these of these major retail sites and you know so they're actually uh, giving part of their kickback from the referrals to the users um you know, I'm, I'm wondering how yeah, the model so is, is working. We had we had Alex on from Lolly actually a couple weeks ago, and basically he um, Chamber, correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, what he said to us was that all these merchants are essentially the the kickback in Bitcoin is actually coming out of directly from the merchant that's paying it because essentially. Lolly is driving more users to the site so they know who's using the site from Lolly and then it comes out of almost essentially like a market yeah it'd be this the way you know, it's very it very similar to the um, um, if, if you were to get some sort of like frequent flyer miles or you know purchase bonus uh, like points um, but yep. instead of points or miles you get Bitcoin okay that makes sense. Yeah, and it's directly out of their, I guess, their marketing budget is what. And they do. Us, they do, they cool. do Amazon. Not yet. No. <laughs> it's essentially. We played a fun game doing it's that. It's essentially. Actually. Yeah, it's essentially to you know like an to replace it. Right. So like Jet.com though has you know everything from you know I bought patio furniture today and then I also bought groceries. So like you, you know you can buy pretty much anything you're looking for on Amazon which is pretty cool. So yeah, but uh so if you haven't checked it out, check it out Messiah that. No, I'm I'm interested <laughs> you know, seriously. I mean, one of my good buddies CryptoCore has been talking about it. Um you know, I've seen people on Twitter talking about it, so you know, I'm I'll be a late adopter. I'm I'm going to get in there. I'm going to see what's up with that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, all right, let's get into it here. So thank you so much for joining us. We always like to start with the origin story. I know some people hate those questions, but we want to know, you know, kind of how you first got into crypto and Bitcoin and how you got to where you are yeah, of today. Course. Um, so, you know, it's actually not as glorious as, as some, you know, might imagine. I was, uh, it was 2013. Uh, you know, my, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, um, you know, had like, she had it going on, right. She was about to finish her first degree. <laughs> uh, she was about to go to school for her second. Um, and I was just kind of like floundering around, you know, like not going to class, not knowing what to do. Um, you know, it just, it just kind of really misdirected my life. And I started thinking to myself, like, you know what, like she's got all this going for her. like at some point like if i don't figure something out like she's gonna be like all right you know i gotta move on um so i'm literally on my computer one day googling you know how to get rich online yes. um and i distinctly remember this this was uh early december of 2013 um and i started seeing all of these memes about dogecoin you know such riches much wow uh, <laughs> and i was like you know, this, I was like, this, this is easy. This kind of makes sense to me. Um, I was, I've been a computer gamer my whole life, always been a big nerd. So I had a, a PC already with a GPU in it. Um, so I, you know, I figured out you could mine this stuff. Uh, so, you know, I set up CG miner, SG, I think, yeah, it's just CG miner back then that SG wasn't released. Um, and I mined Dogecoin. And I still remember um, that, you know, how addictive it was, you know, to see the hashes. I mean, I'd sit there and watch that little black box on my screen this over and over and over again um but you know i made my bitcoin talk account i started getting more involved and i started kind of moving from scam to scam um following the hype you know that i feel like that's what every when you first join crypto that's what you do you know you figure out what people are hyping yes. and then you buy it and and then you wonder why it keeps going down after you buy it um <laughs> i mean that's that's happened to everyone really so I kind of played around, you know, doing that for a while. Um, that was pretty much like the a, a good summary of my 2014. Um, just over and over again, you know, so and so is talking about this. I gotta buy it, you know. And I had a lot of ups and downs in 2014. I, I had a lot of uh, insane plays, you know, like Mint Coin, Black Coin, KCNX. Uh, back in the Mint Pal days, that I mean, it, times are really crazy. And um, 
I had a lot of plays that I got absolutely. Uh, can you can you curse on here? Yeah. I need to determine my demeanor moving forward. Because <laughs> I've been known to use some dirty words. So um, we are expl- we are marked explicit. Okay, just making sure I don't, I don't want to mess your audience up here. Um, but, okay, so I kept getting fucking wrecked just over and over and over again, um, and I eventually was like, wait a minute, so. Like there's these guys, you know, that are posting these these graphs on Twitter. Like, what is this? What's the, what, are, what are they doing? Because these guys always seem to know what what's going on. You know, it's crazy because you know this guy and, and two of them in particular that I remember that are still active today. One more so than the other. Uh, this is news and Dre for you. Um, they would post a chart. And be like, yo, this is about to go up, and then it'd go up. And I was just like, what the fuck? You know, like, this is, <laughs> this is sorcery. Like, it's really crazy. Um, so then I started actually studying uh, TA uh, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, I started improving a lot. Um, 2015 was essentially me learning how to not get wrecked. Um, that's literally the entire year. I met up with this dude named Sebastian Shepes on a trading view. Um, I was... Uh, at that point, like I'd gone back to school, you know, after a while, I was pursuing my computer science degree, so you know, I had already started picking up like some basic programming and stuff like that. And uh, Sebastian was the founder of Syscoin, um, you know, which is still around. And uh, we just kind of hit it off on TradingView, and you know, he was trying to learn how to trade as well. And we became friends, and we just decided, like, like bro, there's like 200 different indicators out there. I mean, I mean, just just hear the noob in this. Right, there's 200 mm-hmm. different indicators out there. Surely, surely, if we look through them all, you know, we can find some <laughs> kind of magic combination to where, you know, when the when the MACD is turning up, when the RSI is at 57, uh, when the stochastic is turning down after, you know, blah blah blah. Surely, there's like some magic sauce. So we literally just wasted like three <laughs> months of our lives every single day writing code, Pine Script to figure out this magic secret sauce this combination which all culminated in this wild indicator that piled like 80 indicators in one called alpha bucks disruptor um, i mean we thought we were we were you know freaking gods you know then again I mean, it was you know it was trash it didn't work indicators are terrible um so that was the lesson in that uh, and i started learning kind of my niche was more Rather than TA, which is something, you know, that I definitely can do and I've always been able to do, you know, I am a straight degenerate, you know, and my risk tolerance is extreme. So when I'm investing in, in projects now, you know, I'm, I'm more of a fundamental guy. And, you know, of course, fundamentals in crypto, you know, it's a meme, but it's also not a meme. You know, all of my biggest ones have been fundamental uh, based plays. But, you know, 2016 was, was really that for me. You know, I, I decided, you know, hey, I've been in crypto for like two years now. I'm going to really kind of pick a project and get excited about it. I've been on Bitcoin Talk all the time, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to figure out what's going on here. So I found this project called Decred. You know, they made their announcement thread mm-hmm. in December of 2015. And um, it was just the most professional announcement I'd ever seen. You know, it was no BS technical specifications clearly established and laid out. Uh, they had a plan that they had unique token economics. They had an airdrop. I mean, everything was just, I mean, spot on, laser precise. Um, so I just I got in it and I went balls deep. And you know, I got fundamental all year. 2016 was me. You know, I had my stash and I had you know the decred that I was trying to accumulate, and that was literally me just buying all the way down, just being like, "Holy fucking shit!" You know, like, <laughs> like this is going to zero. Like, are you crazy? What are you doing? Because um, literally, if you look at the chart on decred in 2016, it literally just went down all year. It was one of the hardest years in crypto for me because um, it was at a point in time where there's definitely some people that had success in 2016. And I was having to watch these other projects, um, you know, blow up, uh, and then at the same time watch mine just, just continue to dump, just over and over and over, you know. But I, I stuck to it. Um, I went on the bag holders quest at the end of 2016, <laughs> um, and I actually became community manager for Decred, along with Coin Artist, uh, who a lot of you guys know on Twitter. Um, you know, she's CEO of Blackade Games now and founder. Um, but, you know, we became really, really good friends. Uh, we really hit it off. I was in the Jumbuck Slack, you know, which is the predecessor to Ubik. 
and uh yeah i literally was like yo i'm a huge decred bag holder like these the devs <laughs> don't know what they're doing uh in terms of marketing or community development at all and i finally complained and annoyed them enough to where they've said all right then you do something about it so i was like i need somebody to help me and uh she was like, me, me, me. And I was like, all right, you know, let's do this. And I remember, you know, we got in there and we started rallying the community, getting people excited, uh, you know, pushing different marketing channels. Uh, we made a lot of promotional content videos. You know, of course, uh, Coin Artist did those really famous puzzles. Uh, he, she did a bunch of them for Decred. So, you know, it brought a lot of hype. And, and not only that, but it brought a lot of speculators into the currency. And, you know, one day I was on Twitter and I remember distinctly, you know, one of the best ways to, to kind of get people to find out about your project sometimes is hijacking their tweet threads, right? I mean, we've all done it at some point. <laughs> um, so Charlie Lee and Fluffy Pony were talking about something. And, you know, I hijacked it and I was like, hey, guys, you know, like, what do you think about Decred? And Charlie Lee was like, oh, well, you know, I've heard about Decred. You know, Taco Time used to be working on that. I actually like it a lot. And we were all like, oh, yeah, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Lee, you know, Charlie Lee's in the house. Um that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, t 2017 was history. You know, it's you had the uh, Bitcoin bull run. You had all these this crazy stuff going on. All seasons, money coming into crypto. Uh, what was it that was last life, time? It was extremely life changing. Um, what was that? I mean, what was that last time you just used? Is, was it alt alts alt season? What, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. It's, a, it's, it's, a myth. Myth. it's a myth. It's an archaic term. Um, I don't know what but, that means. I, I still believe. You know, it's it's. It, I don't. I don't think alt season's extinct here. Um, oh, okay, you know, good. <laughs> it's when when all of these when all of these coins started popping off in 2017. You know, m most people weren't here then. Uh, but even the people that were here, it's very difficult to to remember and realize. I remember it very distinctly because of how I felt from Decred. But people were hopeless when this stuff started going off. Literally, if people on Twitter, because I'd, of course, been shilling Decred all 2016 because I had to, um, but you know, people were like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, you've been talking about that shit for a year. You know, like, can you cut it, like, cut it out? And, um, oh, coming in with a Decred jacket. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, that's oh, yeah. awesome. Cynthia yeah. just Cynthia just strutted Rolled back into the, the room decred wearing jacket. her decred, decred. jacket. <laughs> Thank you, Marco. I love you. Yeah. Yeah, Marco, Marco's always <laughs> been the man. Um, so, you know, 2017 was really crazy. And the, the funny thing for me, 2017, and just to show, you know, how, how small-minded my goals were at the time, there's one thing that I wanted to do with my Bitcoin money. And, you know, at this time, me and my, my now wife had been together for, I think, it's about five years right and um you know i'd gotten like my life together you know everything was like totally on track i was cool um you know i was progressing through school really well like everything was going really really well for me and i was like all right so you know the purpose of this crypto money i just hope decred can pump enough to where i can get her like a really nice engagement ring and like make it special just because like you know, I don't really care that much about that stuff, but I know like women, like they want to be proud of, of their ring, you know, and you have it your whole life. So I really wanted, that was my way of showing her that, you know, even though it's like a superficial gesture, gesture to like get you something really nice. I wanted her to know that, you know, I really sacrificed a lot and, and that like this meant a lot to me um, to give her something That's really cool. nice. So I remember, you know, when Decred uh, first started spiking up and stuff, um, I finally had enough money to buy that ring, and I, I sold like half of my portfolio right there um, when BTC was at like $2,500, $3,000, wow. something like that. But <laughs> it, it was fine for me because, you know, I had done what I set out to do. Right. And then right. after that, I mean, it was mind-blowing to me. I could have never imagined, you know, what was coming next. and. <laughs> You know, that that happened. It was crazy. Uh, I did manage to sell quite a bit um, during the course of that year and in 2018. Uh, did I make it out perfectly or handle it perfectly? Absolutely fucking not. And if I could go back, I would change everything about the way I handled it, as I'm sure you know, most other folks would as well. Um, you know, yeah. anybody that's saying, you know, bought the bottom, sold the top, you know, go fuck yourself. Like, that's that's probably that probably didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's crypto has been really good for me. I made a lot of good friends here, a lot of like-minded people, and um, you know, to be honest, I, I really do think this journey is is just beginning. Uh, when you look at the the adoption of Bitcoin, when you when you look at the people that are interested in it, when you look at what it can do, um, it's there's there is no stopping this train. So it's it's good to be on it uh, with you guys and you know everybody else. 
I'm, I'm so That's glad you awesome. say that because I just spent most of the weekend. Uh, I, I had my, my dad and my stepmom over for a couple of days. And I probably tried to explain why like crypto was a good thing <laughs> a half a dozen times. And the lo- like, you know, I love my stepmom. She's great. She's a sweetheart. But like she wasn't getting it. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, am I wrong? Like, like she's not getting it. I need her to get it. So, you know, we can have like mass adoption and this thing actually work out. Um, so it is nice to hear, you know, like-minded, uh, and, and, like-minded know, to, individuals. To be uh, honest, like when people are, are so up in arms about Libra right now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's freaking out about Libra. But I mean, Libra really is the shot heard around the world. You know, when we talk about mass cryptocurrency adoption, in my opinion, when you've got a company like Facebook saying they're releasing their own crypto, most people have already heard of Bitcoin. Right. But this, this, in my opinion, uh, gives a lot of credibility to the Bitcoin brand, and not just to the Bitcoin brand, but to all crypto brands. Um, because, I mean, I've I've had friends ask me, "Hey, should I think about investing in Libra?" I'm like, I'm like, it's a stable coin. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, like, first of all, you need ten million dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Invest yeah. all your money in Libra. You know, let's see how that goes for you. Um, but still, I mean, people, it, get, it, it really kind of started a lot of conversations. And, you know, one of the really interesting things about Libra is that they had to know when they released the white paper that governments around the world would say, hold on a minute. You know, like, you, what do you do? Like, you can't do this because yeah. this is the first time. And, you know, I'm a huge sci-fi nerd, a huge futurist. I, in the future, I really think we're headed towards a, uh, a corporately structured uh, government or, or way of governance. In other words... Um, rather than have the United States and uh, Britain and whoever, you run into a situation where you have Google and Amazon and Apple um, because these are the new guys that control all of the money. They control all of the data. They control everything. They know everything about you. And, and if you put these guys in control of your finances as well, they essentially are governments. You know, They are in control of every aspect of your life. Um, so th- this is the first time that you know cryptocurrency has actually been a threat to governments around the world, and I think they realize that. Um, but the good that's going to come out of this is clearer regulatory guidelines, uh, more established frameworks for what cryptocurrencies are, how they're taxed, how they're used, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, that's super interesting. Uh, kind of scary though for Google to uh, Google to run the planet, but that's pretty yeah, cool. Absolutely, I, it's scary. I was gonna say, Chamber, you could tell your stepmom to buy. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. That's 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 what she'll be buying. But um, Messiah, so now you're you're working for Hero, absolutely. correct? Yeah. With Hero, awesome. Talk a little bit about that. We are big fans of Hero here. We've had. Um, We've had the guys Danny on Danny? the podcast a couple yep. months back, yeah, and they actually, they actually just took down our our Recti uh, award for best project that we've had on the podcast all year. So, um, <laughs> I, I think Danny or I think Dan is uh, recording me an acceptance speech. Uh, yeah, we'll make for sure the, we'll for make this sure week. Um, <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, yeah, so, talk I, a little I, about I, how you got involved. I, I with love them. working for Hero, um, and this is this is what's funny. So, you know, I just graduated my CS degree, and and one of the um, one of the things I had to do for my senior capstone project was uh, create a LinkedIn profile. Now I'm not a big social media guy, so I was like, oh, like really, like fuck. And um, yeah, says the guy with fifty thousand. Well, right, a big, a big social media guy in the sense that I mean, of course, I'm a Twitter addict. Like, let's be real here. But a, yeah. a social media guy in the sense that I have a Facebook and a and a Instagram right, right. and all that kind of stuff. You know, like I don't have you have a list it. of like, ads yeah. underneath. Social your media name. is a lot of work, y'all. I mean, I mean, everybody here knows that. Um, so I mean, a Twitter account's enough for me. I enjoy the the pseudo anonymity that it provides, um, and I, you know, I enjoy being able to interact with the audience uh, through that format. But you know, LinkedIn is, you know, that's like real you, you know, it's not a character, it's not an act you're putting on or anything like that. Um, so I made this LinkedIn profile and the worst part about the assignment was, all right, now you got to add 20 contacts, you know, it sounds like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. had you I, not I, had one before this? Like you no. hadn't had it really? <laughs> I feel no. like I've had a LinkedIn profile forever. I feel like it's already no, passe. No, no, no. I'm just like I'm I'm like anti-establishment. Like I'm not good you know, for you. I, I was like I was avoiding that like the plague. Um, I'm on it yeah. now. You know, hit me up. You can probably find me. But uh, the 
basically, you know, I reached out to Dan. Dan and I have been friends. Uh, we're, we've been in a chat room together. He's a degenerate, and, you know, we we had fun <laughs> and talk. You know, we Dan and I actually quickly, quickly realized that not only do we share the same name, um, but we're also extremely similar personality-wise. We hit it off pretty quick, um, and uh, we just we became instant friends. You know, you just click with some people. And uh, so I, yeah. I reached out to him, and I was like, bro, like – this is really embarrassing, but can you please accept my LinkedIn friend request? <laughs> <laughs> you because know, like you're like one of the only people that I know, you know, on, that, that like, I need, I need it for like, a school project. Pro- okay, can you help me out? And he's like, yeah, bro, no problem. So he accepted my LinkedIn friend request, and he was like, so he was like, well, you're about to graduate, right? And I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, well, are you looking for a job or anything? And I was like, eh, you know, I don't really know, like. You know, I'm kind of doing my own thing. Like I've kind of, I've got my own little startup thing on the side. Uh, you know that I'm kind of running, and um, you know I'm full-time crypto. And you know, I was like, I don't really need a job, but I'm pretty sure my wife's about to kill me. Um, you know, because <laughs> I just she's she's mad that you know she's a nurse. She has to go to work and be on her feet and, oh, you know, for 12 hours a day. Got tough hours and, too. And she's yeah. like, dude, you you sit at home all day and and just post on Twitter and you make more money than me. She was like, that's bullshit. You know? <laughs> she was like, you literally don't do anything. And I was like, okay. Um, so you know, Dan asked me if I wanted a job, and I was like, well, fuck. You know, I'm actually I'm pretty fucking bored. Like, you know, we're in bear market. You know, like let's do it you know like i played hero uh, i was a user before i was an employee and you know i really enjoyed it got really addicted um so i got on you know and i'm i'm their uh, lead marketing analyst uh, b- a big part of my job is data collection and aggregation so you know i've written a bunch of scripts that scrape data uh from our big database uh that the hero game is connected to you know so we analyze player data platform data things like that um, uh, but the best part of my job is that like, it's really multifaceted, you know, it's a startup. So I get to wear a lot of different hats. Um, a lot of my job is, you know, we've got our own podcast that's doing Friday. I'm about to uh, crank up the daily Twitch streams and, you know, we're going to use those as funnels, uh, for the platform. Um, and, but I also like get to do other really cool stuff like hero labs. So, you know, I'm really interested in markets, of course. So, you know, designing artificial intelligence for hero labs, that's going to give projections to users, you know, they can pay for advanced analytics on all sorts of different markets and different timeframes, uh, have, having a ton of fun with that, uh, different studies, you know, on chain analytics, uh, off chain analytics, um, you know, correlation heat maps of different assets and, you know, to see what moves with what, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's just a really multifaceted job and, and I get to kind of, as long as I'm doing something, you know, I get to, I get to kind of do what I want. Um, which is, I mean, that's all anyone could ever ask for. Um, cause one of the biggest things that I enjoyed about being a full-time crypto trader is the freedom that comes with it. You know, I can mm-hmm. sure, I mean, it's a lot of work, you know, and that's what people don't realize. I'm keeping up to date with all of the news. Uh, and following everything you're invested in. And, and, you know, every single day, like, I spend a lot of time on Twitter, you know, looking through my feed, you know, trying to find a mention of a project that I haven't heard about. You know, I want to have, you know, my finger on the pulse of this market at all times. And, you know, I want to be familiar with what's going on so I don't miss out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, working for your hero is sick. It's a great platform. Uh, a lot of big things coming that, you know, we can't talk about quite yet. Um, we've been stagnating for the last couple of months uh but you know we've been releasing new games um or new variants of the moon rec game we have some new games entirely coming soon uh and also some some new ways to play as well so we're really stoked about that that's awesome big fans so i wish all you guys all the best of good good folks behind it too you know i mean working for dan and rob is is an absolute pleasure i mean both of those guys are are real stand up and i mean they're they're great dudes and i think they've got they're brilliant have great heads on their shoulders and you know it's it's working with them is has been incredible i've got my little hero bag packed from uh when i was accumulate when i was able to accumulate in beta so i'm <laughs> i'm ready Suck <laughs> um, up, bro. but yeah that's awesome so um Awesome. Thanks for sharing all of that. Let's, so we wouldn't be wrecked podcast if we didn't ask you about some of your, uh, wrecked stories along the way of your crypto journey. So do you have any crypto wrecked stories for us? Absolutely. Um, so I I think one of my favorite stories from the crypto space, and, and this just speaks to how ridiculous this space is. Um, it is from a coin uh, back way, way back in the day called Archcoin. Um, 
this is famous, you know, the guy that started it, Edgar Suarez or, or whatever, uh, aka BTC Architect, um, had an ICO before ICOs were cool on Bitcoin Talk. I think he raised about 800 BTC, but this just goes to show how stupid we were back then. Um, he was raising money to build this revolutionary um, floating triangle that uh, that you could live in. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Say that. I Hold swear, say I swear to God, like, this is a real story. So he was raising money to buy these things or to build these things, to design these things and deploy like like micro resorts um, of these Mobies, which it's literally a high tech uh, white floating triangle that floats on the water. Like, that's the best. That's the best way to describe it. And but he raised was, 800 Bitcoin. He on raised this. 800 BTC. Now, now keep in mind, you know, back back when he was raising this BTC, BTC was like 300 bucks. You know, still 800 BTC. Uh, this guy's probably still rich as shit. Um, you know, and and, and the Moby <laughs> doesn't exist. But what what happened was the it was it was essentially a huge pump and dump scam. Um, the Moby was never real. Uh, it was all a bunch of bullshit, all an elaborate scam. This dude like spent all of our money on like big 3d printers and other laws that he wanted to buy um but the biggest part of the scam was um they incentivize holders because everybody who is anyone uh at that time was an archcoin ceo and what that meant was you had uh 100,000 arch and the whole uh spiel behind it was if you were a ceo um you got to be in the special ceo room and slack you know because uh, that's what all the crypto communities <laughs> used back then was Slack. So, you know, I was in the special CEO's room. But, you know, back then I was still a fucking pleb, you know. Like, little did I know at the time, there was, like, C uh, the CEO room. And then there was, like, the CEO of the CEO's room. And then there was, like, the CEO of the CEO of the CEO's room. Like, there was a hierarchy here. Um, and and basically, it was a huge pump and, uh, <laughs> pump and dump to where they would coordinate actions uh, down the levels uh, that existed within the Slack channel. Oh so, God. you know, you've got your big dogs wow. that are coordinating these pump and dumps um, that are giving this early information to the guys under them that are then feeding it to us. And everybody thinks they're fucking special. <laughs> um, but long story short on that is everybody got absolutely fucking wrecked and nobody likes uh, BTC Architect anymore. Um, but it was it was originally like that's probably like one of the first mega scams um, that I that wow. I saw at least or that I got that I got owned by uh, good good times. I'm just trying to imagine <laughs> Chamber. You, uh, you you definitely would have bought. I would have bought that and a uh, and a metric <laughs> ton of high. piss uh, with yeah. uh, with oh, dumb. Okay, so there's one thing I actually left out. So the, so the other advantage to holding you know a CEO position is that in the future you're going to be able to cash in one CEO position. For a certain percentage of equity in the company. So yeah, but anyway, I mean, the whole <laughs> looking back on it, I'm just like, bro, you like, what's wrong with you? You know, I mean, nobody would, nobody <laughs> ever would throw money at something like that these days. Um, oh, I mean, maybe never say never. I have my pocketbook open. yeah, but <laughs> I mean, Chamber, whatever happened with uh, Initiative uh, Q? I'm still waiting for my cues. <laughs> Are they cues? I forget. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, so I saw somebody tweet that yesterday. Like, whatever happened to Initiative Q? Uh, bear market <laughs> problems, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm a, I'm almost a key millionaire. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I think I might be. I'm not sure. I, but you know, I've been told one Q equals one dollar, so we're we're still waiting on that. To, that sounds to like happen. a good deal. I can't I can't help myself on <laughs> a good ref link. I, it's it's too oh, good yeah. to pass up. Yeah, you're too good. Don't you still have yours like pinned to your? No, I don't think all your ref. I think like, I, I it like was there ironically for a bit. I think people <laughs> didn't get the irony behind it. <laughs> I don't think anybody's shilling oh, wow. Initiative Q anymore. It might be a good time to, to swoop in and pick up some more roughs. So. Maybe, eh? Yeah, the bottom mm. is in. We'll Interesting. Interesting. You buy the blood on Initiative <laughs> Q, Chamber. That's yeah. it. That's I'm awesome. definitely going to be rolling with this later tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. Um, cool. That Dude, that's a funny story. Like We've we've had some good wreck stories. That that's one up is there. pretty that's, good. That, um, that could be up for a wreck the uh, next well, year. How about, how about a... Yeah, for next year's Recti Awards. Um, how about a real life Rec story? So this this you can go kind of yeah, anywhere sure. you want. We've had some we've had some 
pretty crazy ones like uh, Crypto J Simpson telling us about a dead body he saw that had a bone. I don't, so, man, like, to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat that. Um, <laughs> it's tough. It's and, tough. And to now beat. after saying that, I don't even know if I want to tell mine because mine sounds so lame in comparison. <laughs> uh, but I mean, damn, like for real, like that's some extreme. That's some extreme rigor mortis. Like y'all know I, know I like exactly. my dirty humor. So yes, I mean, that's come right. on, you can't say shit like that around me. Um, <laughs> I knew I'd tee up Man, with that I mean, one. Y'all really stumped me on that. Uh, fuck, I literally was going to tell a story about how I fell like 20 feet off a zip line. But I, like, to be honest, yes, you know, do it's, it. it's not even like that good of a story anymore. Like I was at the lake and I fucking <laughs> fell off a zip line and I fucked my leg up. <laughs> I gave it wrecked. Um, here's, here, here's, okay, here's another story. This is actually super unfortunate. Um, so I remember like way back in the day I had to uh, – basically my girlfriend was living with these people um, – and like I was like really really drunk one night, and she had gone missing, and I'd spoken on the phone with somebody, and you know they like had told me they were gonna harm her, um, and I was and I was Holy drunk crap. too, so I was like you know you tell me you're gonna harm somebody, I doubly love. Like, upset. Like now I'm really fucking mad. Um, so I remember you know I came I came in like their house and I was really mad or whatever, um, and they didn't appreciate how angry I was, and it turns out like she was okay and she was in bed, but they were like you know they kicked me out of the fucking house or whatever. Um, and told me like, you know, you're never allowed to come back here. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? So I actually, you know, cause I had some things there I needed to go get. So I called the police and I was like, yo, you know, they said I'm not like allowed in here anymore. Like, could you guys just come like, like be here while I get in the house, you know, and like get the shit out of it. And there he was like, yeah, you know, they showed up. He was like, let me see your ID and all that. And I was like, yeah, sure. Here's my license, uh, whatever. So I go in and I get all my shit and he's like, all right, do you have everything? And I was like, yes, sir. You know, like, I was good. Thank you so much for coming. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to need you to uh, turn around, put your hands behind your back. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> um, what? But it turned, they, they you know, because they look at your idea to see, you know, who they're handling with. But they ran my fucking license uh, after I called them to come help me. And it turned out that I had a parking ticket that I, or not a parking ticket, a speeding ticket that I hadn't paid from, like, a year and a half or two years ago, and they had issued a bench warrant for my arrest. Oh, my God. So um, these guys took me to fucking jail. Uh, it's the only time I've ever been to jail in my whole life. So I went to jail, you know, rode in the police car in the, in the little plastic bucket seat in the back with fucking ass divots cut out in it so you can't really? squirt around. <laughs> and, oh, my uh, God. I got there, and I remembered uh, I was wearing, like, a tank top shirt or something like that. And they Real sexy. The, yeah. They put me out in the general commons area. And, you know, I'm really social, so I'm like, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to start making friends. Like, that's the only way. <laughs> I bet that you I'm are going to start yeah. making friends. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm going to start making friends real quick with these lips, or, or it's going gonna, it's gonna to get ugly quick. Um, so, anyway, you know, I'm, I'm starting to make friends now. So, I'm talking to this guy he's sitting uh, to my left. We're in this common area, and, and it's like uh, there's benches lined up like church pews, you know, just in rows and there's a tv in the corner it's literally extremely like cliche it's just like you see in the movies and i'm sitting there and i'm talking to this guy you know we're ta i don't know what the fuck we're even talking about it's jail um hey bro would you get locked up for which in <laughs> what are you in for bro? how much time are you doing you know speeding yeah, ticket yeah. 38 um, and a four or 38 and yeah, a 35 some, like, little skinny white boy in there uh so anyway you know this guy's like you know we'd kind of hit it off and he eventually asked me um hey man so uh you know, you've been in uh, Alabama for a while, for right, uh, for a while, right? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I have. I've lived here like my whole life. And he was like, all right, well, um, he was like, you know, I'm about to get out of here in a little bit. And he was like, do you know of any good insane asylums around here? And I was like, what? What? And he's like, yeah, I need a good insane asylum to go to uh, when I get out of here. And I was like, well, what the? I was like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? But I still remember, you know, that at that period of time, like I stopped talking to everybody and just, you know, I just sat there, you know, for the rest of the time, because uh, I had my one phone call. I'd called my girlfriend. She was coming to bail me out and shit. And and, uh, and she, you know, she'd been sitting in the parking lot crying for like three hours because you know the jail people told her that like she couldn't get me yet, or you know, they're they're gonna make me fucking sit in there for a little bit and suffer. Um, but yeah, I, ca I called the police to help me, and I got wrecked. So there's there's a, there's a good that is story. an amazing. You were gonna tell us a story about a fucking zip line? Come on, you had that in your back pocket, bro. Do you, do you, do you understand story. how hungover I am right now? Like, <laughs> that was a classic oh story. Yeah, that is a great story. He calls the cops on him uh, to help him out, and then gets perfect wreck story. So. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna just uh, start yelping insane asylums in my area. It's, it's so always, I have yeah, it's a always good, good one to it's recommend. It's always good to have a couple in mind. Um, <laughs> Five yeah. stars, insane <laughs> <Right>? asylum, <laughs> just in case. 
Yeah, just in case. Oh my God, that's so funny. That's a dude. You you lived up to the story. I, I still, there I you go. Remember, you... I, think, I think my mother found out a couple of years later. You know, because there was a joke in my family that like, oh, so and so is the only person that hasn't been to jail now. Um, you know, something like that. You know, <laughs> my my mom found out. You know, that I'd been to jail like two two years after that, and my little brother's been to jail, and uh, you know what? Actually, my little sister's been to jail now too. So now I don't I don't think. <laughs> None of her kids. None of her kids have not gone to jail now. Wow. <laughs> it's a rite of passage it's, in the Messiah it's a, it's a family right, it's now. A passage, uh, but it's funny because my father was the only one of his siblings that never went to jail. So that's you know. funny. A bunch of bunch you know, of degenerate come, speed come demons a, a over there. Crime, bro. Right. It just is what it is. All, all for speeding in a school oh, zone. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Awesome, man. Well, those are the good stories. Um, how about we get to a little bit of news? Chamber, you got a news story I, for I us? I do today? have a news story for us. Um, Hit us we with had it. the other, I want to say maybe two weeks ago, we had Celsius Network on. Um, they popped into the news yesterday. And this is uh, via Masari.io from Yahoo Finance. So, uh, Celsius faces pressure over its ICO token, suspending distribution with immediate effect. Uh, Celsius, a global cryptocurrency lending startup, uh, could be in some hot water over the status of their native token after it took uh, a precautionary measures this week to suspend the assets distribution in the U.S. Uh, the firm, which sold uh, CEL tokens for $50 million in an ICO in March 2018, sent an email uh, to its American users explaining that the interest payments in the token sell uh, was uh, has been put on pause for immediate uh, with immediate effect saying uh, the move was prompted following instructions from its legal counsel um, so another Damn. man you guys in the US uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness I got, I got a little oh. bag of sell um, but uh, yeah not not affected here in Canada so I wasn't on that episode. Um, what did, uh, did they say anything about? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, this you? is this is news to me. So yeah, interesting, very interesting. So um, I'm guessing, obviously, if there's interest distributions, uh, that obviously well, brings some they're, they were very similar to uh, yeah, securities laws. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were very similar to uh, BlockFi in uh, in kind of the idea behind the project. The only difference is they did have an ICO and a native token. And in the mm-hmm. app itself, you can actually, you can get more interest. Um, so if you know you deposit Bitcoin or Ethereum or Litecoin, uh, you can get an interest payment in that. Uh, but you can get 25% more interest um, if you choose to get your payout in uh, CEL, in their native token. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so you know if, if you're getting 4% on Bitcoin, um, by holding Bitcoin, you could technically get five percent in sell, um, and it seems like that's what they're getting. Uh, you know, in the U.S., that's what's uh, being uh, being that's, the issue. Yeah, that's probably the red yeah. flag. I mean, it doesn't seem terribly like it doesn't seem like they're going to be in big time trouble. But that would be they probably just will have to right. Shut and it's actually also US. causing other exchanges to kind of um, be a little a little Maybe. hesitant when it comes to uh, adding them onto their you know list of uh, pairings interesting very interesting um and then next news story cynthia you got one yes, from us from or for us our from our friend uh, uh, friend of the show john mcafee uh who <laughs> is currently running for president um he has announced that his presidential headquarters is in havana cuba uh his campaign in exile as he calls it under the banner of the libertarian party obviously he's being forced to do this because he is in trouble for tax evasion because it paid taxes in like eight years or something you know speaking of this i got a letter from the irs yesterday um saying that i owe thirteen thousand dollars in taxes oh. from 2017 oh, ouch do you actually was it a real like ouch. a real letter wow. oh it's a real letter where does that stem from though was it hey you owe 2000 I, like how do they know how much you owe is, is what i'm getting at well so they said uh, so i have i'm actually i'm looking into the actual source of 
of where this came from, but there's something on the statement that basically says that someone reported, uh, like some company reported that I, they distributed me like $60,000 in income, which never happened. That so I have to really go figure weird, out. Yeah. <laughs> right. So under my social security yeah. number and everything. So I got this statement basically saying, Hey, we have you with $60,000 more, uh, taxable income than you stated. Submitted yeah. You only have to pay 13 so grand on 60 on 60. That's not, well, that's not awful. It's like, I think it's like 11. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Welcome. I was going to say, that sounds right. They, they yeah, they, so it was, it's like 11 and then they charge you paying like 24 grand IRS on that 60. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, that was interesting, but, uh, so I might, I might also be podcasting. In <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you live from Havana. I'm sure Matt, I'm sure McAfee would, would house you. Yeah, he'd take sure. me in, and then does, I would just have to be Does watch this podcast? Life. He's come on the show, yeah. He was on it, yeah. yeah. Hey, well, John, if you're watching this, I'd really appreciate you unblocking me on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we'll put in a good word. it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put in the good word for you. Uh, did you guys see, like, all the stuff, like, his they, that he said that some, one of his, like, body doubles got? Yeah. Yes. No, I was seeing that on Twitter I, uh, earlier today. It was a woman, is, wasn't it? There was that. There was the woman. I saw that one yesterday, and then a couple days ago, he said that they sent like a body double somewhere, and the body double got kidnapped, and he was in the hospital. And then the body double recorded like a video from his hospital bed that was like, "You might be able to shut down me, but you can't shut oh. down McAfee." <laughs> and- <laughs> God, it's, it's bad. Oh, I mean, man. I don't know what's happening to those people, but they're getting beat up. Like the the woman that I saw looked really bad. Like I was oh, concerned. Dude, her yes, nose bro. was it so was messed up that it looks like mine does. <laughs> he has said that apparently he has 31 terabytes of incriminating data on uh, government corruption, and that if anything happens to him, he's going to release this stuff to the press, because apparently the Department of Justice is building some kind of sham criminal case against him. So it's, it's oh, like man. straight out he's of a movie. one of the most interesting yeah. lives. Yeah. It really is, and you don't know, <laughs> he's if, he's, like a don't magnet know if he's serious or not either. Like, right. I, it, he's not somebody that, like, if he says that, I wouldn't be like, no, you don't, bro. Like, exactly. There's always going to be that yeah. in my right. head that's like, wait a minute, like, this guy might actually, know. This exactly. guy might actually have that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That exactly. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us for the news. We are going to have a little fun with our guest here with a little bit of wrecked rapid fire. So Messiah, what we do here is we're just going to ask you some rapid fire type questions, um, either, you know, some crypto related, maybe some not. And uh, just to get the let the audience get to know you as a person a little better. I'm an open book. Be careful um, what you ask. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's start with a crypto question. Uh, what was the first, so I guess, what was the first altcoin you ever purchased? So let's say aside from Doge. Earthcoin was my second purchase after Doge. Earthcoin. E- what is Earthcoin? Um, it was revolutionary, right? Quote, I'm sure quote, it was. Revolutionary. <laughs> um, game-changing technology uh, that actually had some kind of a, a mission based on like moon cycles or something like that. It was some bullshit. But, <laughs> All right. I'm you know, listening. Was, I'm listening. I mean, dude, in 2014, like if some, here, literally here's your fundamentals. Is it the next Bitcoin? Oh, it is. Bitcoin oh, 2.0. I mean, I mean. Shit, shit, yeah, it was a simpler time back then. Uh, everything was trying to be the next Bitcoin. And, you know, there's a lot of hype. Earthcoin, there's Mooncoin, uh, you know, a bunch of bullshit. So Blackcoin, Blackcoin and Mintcoin were really revolutionary because they were the first coins that had a uh, proof of work phase, uh, you know, that was capped at like one week, two weeks, and then transitioned to proof of stake. So those were like the scams that went on for a little while. But yeah, it was Earthcoin. Interesting. Um, All right. Next question I got for you. What would be your weapon of choice for a zombie apocalypse? Uh, Well, I already have that weapon of choice because, you know, I'm an American and and I keep my shit prepared. Uh, (laughs) That that would be my uh, Wilson Combat AR-15 with my EOTech Holosight that I have. 
That seems wow. like a fake wow. weapon. Uh, what? <laughs> it, it, it looks. It looks like that's a it, Call of it Duty weapon. It is a Call of Duty weapon, a hundred percent. And uh, my wife absolutely hates it. She's not about guns uh, at all, um, but I am. And uh, but you're yeah, down there in Bama. They love some dude, guns I, down in Bama. That the craziest thing about this is over Thanksgiving, um, my uncle's got a farm in uh, Op, Alabama, which is you know it's. Literally, they have the rattlesnake rodeo there every year, okay? Nice. This is some redneck ass shit. Wow. So, <laughs> this is where my family congregates on Thanksgiving. We go there, you know, I brought the AR down, and uh, literally, you know, we were shooting this thing, like, pop, 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 And it was crazy, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not something, it's not something turkeys. to be fucked with at so, all. Like, this thing will tear you up. I got a question for you. Uh, you said you brought it with you. Uh, I, again, yep. I live in Canada. Uh, we have hunting rifles and shotguns. It's kind of difficult. They don't have. They they just have squirt. I mean, no, I, I, literally. <laughs> just like, I grew up hunting and fishing. Um, so you know, in Canada, you know, uh, a, a 300 mag, uh, you know, rifle is kind of like a big gun. Uh, maybe like a pump action 12 gauge shotgun, but that's about it. How does one transport an AR-15 to somewhere else? Like you I mean, have, it's like it's just it's in a case, like any other gun. Like you a lot, like yeah, I wasn't sure if you had like a special like. No, no, no it's a, and honestly, there's you don't even have to have a permit to own one. Like you just have to get, they just have to do a background check on you. In wow. Alabama, it's incredibly easy to purchase weapons. So anybody wants to come to my house, you know, you watch the fuck out. Like that's amazing. <laughs> for you. I try I, to convince uh, I, I try to convince my wife to get a gun. Um, and and she was not having it either. Honestly, I, I, here's my here's my opinion though. This is a crazy fucking world we live in, and I honestly hope I never have to shoot that gun at all. Um, but I at least have a pistol in your bedside table. That's what I'm and saying. That's my I, I agree 100. percent If somebody comes in the house and and you know, wouldn't you rather have it? Right. Going, you don't want to be looking for a gun had. when yeah. you need one. That's uh, so, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm the most American Canadian you'll ever meet. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a pretty American attitude, bro. I was about to say. Right? I'd rather, I, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that would rather uh, settle my argument with a armed assailant in my home with words. <laughs> let's, let's, let's rap, buddy. Let's rap. Yeah. All right, man. Rap battle. Drop your weapon. Hey. We're going to have a rap battle. You can have all my that's shit. It. If I win, you leave my house. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know where you're from in Alabama, Messiah, but my family is from Dothan, Alabama, if you know oh, anything about Dothan. Dothan. Yeah, so very I'm very familiar with this backwoods. Okay, yeah. Uh, you, you know you know the Alabama life. We're, yes. we're, out of Bir- we're actually out of Birmingham. So it's, okay. uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's not like super redneck, but it's Birmingham Dothan is, is very redneck. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I know Dothan, about Dothan's, Alabama, Dothan's super redneck. My my best friend in the world, uh, Quan, who I've known for like the last five years, is from uh, Tallahassee, yeah, Alabama. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the only thing I know about Alabama is what I watch on Floribama Shores or whatever that is. That's uh, bro, please no. That's <laughs> I like, oh, I like these guys. Hey, hey, listen, good people. Listen, there's no shame in that. I watch all the trash. Oh, that's I'm very good familiar. stuff. I'm very me too. Very I'm very trashy. Alabama Shores. <laughs> Trust me on that. Um, the, uh, so it's funny. We, I mean, there's some pretty pro, uh, prolific crypto people from Alabama. You had oh, that's Ledger, right. yourself, and then Rick used to, uh, Rick used to live yep. in Bama as well. We're, we're actually so, all in a, a yeah. Alabama crypto group together. So yeah, that's funny. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I, I like Ledger though. He's, he's one of my favorite, uh, he's not even like new at this point, but he's one of my favorite, like newer guys, uh, in this space, really methodical, objective, and honestly, like Ledger's probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my entire. hundred percent. Yeah, he's super so, nice. We had him on yeah. the show as well um, a, a while back. He was great. Um, uh, Chamber does does the gun though pass your zombie apocalypse? Test? Now again, the way he set it up, in my mind, he has a weapons cache uh, in his right. backyard, buried in the dirt somewhere. Uh, it's a weapons cache. It's, it's actually in the, in the closet in our bedroom. No, children, no kids yet, so no gun safe. Oh, um, fair enough. That's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. So I, I think he would have enough ammunition to keep him alive for There's, quite some we've, time. We've, we've got a lot of ammo. That's, that okay, because I know your your qualification typically is it has to be, you know, all time. Like, it's got to be evergreen. I feel weapon, like you know? my bat won't last as long as the amount of ammunition he has at his place right now. <laughs> You know, but That's I mean, honestly, a true. bat like with some nails or some shit like that in it is probably one of the best zombie ap- apocalypse weapons. You know, you've got infinite Besides ammo, an AR-15 quarters, with unlimited yeah, ammo. It's blunt force. Yeah, but you know, even that <laughs> Chamber, you got any? I do. I got a couple of would you rather's we could play around with. Oh, I love okay. this. Let's, 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 All right, let's do that. So, Messiah, uh, would you rather 
have to use sandpaper as toilet paper for the rest of your life or have to use hot sauce as eye drops. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's actually oh. a really good one, bro. Oh, um, my and God. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with using uh, sandpaper as toilet paper because I really feel like that hot sauce as eye drops would eventually like make me blind or some shit. Um, yeah, for and sure. I can, like, like, I tear up my own asshole every day just right. by taking dumps. So, like, if, oh, if, you know, my like... God. <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna buff off all those loose hairs. Yeah. And I mean, that thing's you know, going to be baby soft in no oh time. I'm with God. you. I mean, I mean, I'm pe- people, are, people have seen my pictures and shit. You know, people always ask, like, they're like, God damn, you're hairy, bro. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I am. So I, I could definitely use, you know, sanding <laughs> off a little of that hair. Oh uh, I'm sure that, you know, the wife would appreciate that. Oh, uh, I'm down. God. Yeah. She's going to sandpaper on that Amazing. one. Bunch, what do you think? Uh, I'm probably also going sandpaper for toilet paper and uh, I actually get in trouble for this all the time because my fiance buys like the really nice soft like Charmin paper and I fucking hate it. I hate it so much because it like it like you know shreds when you There's something to be said for medium toilet paper not too cheap yeah, not too expensive. Right. The, Just there's a thick sweet enough for spot. your finger not to poke through. It. Exactly. No. Yeah. Guys, exactly. you're doing it all yes. wrong. You have to use the flushable wipes. Oh, 100%. That is That's at the end. That is where cleanliness comes from. I'm telling no. you. Talking about, like the wet wipes? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I'm down with the wet yeah. wipes too. So, but you got to use those at the end. It's, it's a must. That's, that's 80% like a paper. I've been hearing about that for a while. I need to check it out. That's it's, life changing. It's a must. <laughs> all right. That, that was a okay. good one. I got another one here for you. I'm going to continue in this vein. Would you rather... <laughs> have taste buds on your butthole <laughs> or poop through your mouth <laughs> what's the difference uh, well the difference is if you wanted to taste food you would have to shove it up your butt or uh you would have to um yeah you could you could you could eat food You're normally tasting but shit either way you know you are like, you damn, are tasting a, that's shit a, that's either a really, way. that's a really tough one um i i ugh. <laughs> oh my god, Chamber! What in the uh, hell? I, <laughs> Things have I, changed. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Um, Things have changed. I'm gonna go. Oh okay, no, no. God. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, so I'm actually gonna be really cheap right here, and and I'm gonna take advantage of the, of the phrasing of this question because I would much <laughs> rather have the taste buds on my asshole because I can still eat through my mouth and not have to taste anything for the rest of my life than have to right. be. You know, stuffing shit up my ass, or, or or have actual shitting out of my fucking mouth. Right. So, oh now that being God. said, I think the ta- being having the taste buds on your butthole, you would technically taste it as it comes out your butt. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, God, right. You, you are your own human centipede. Right. Way, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. The problem. See, like, I would just go. I would go here with whatever would would be. The most socially acceptable, yes, which would right? be like your if ass. you're pooping out your mouth. Is yeah, not yeah, nobody wants to. Do that. No. Yeah, it, but on. it's still one of my favorite South Park episodes. Uh, yes, <laughs> but they're eating through their. Oh my god! I'm really regretting my decision right. to come right. back for this episode. <laughs> last, last one. Would you rather pee yourself in public once a week? Or <laughs> Or shit your pants in private every single day. <laughs> oh my god! Oh I'm gonna say god. pee myself in public once every week. Oh man, you guys just reminded me of the best wreck story. I'm like, <laughs> uh, go for it, okay, do it. Okay, I gotta tell this one really quick because this one is so fucking good. So, um, you know, I had just I've always like been really into working out and stuff, um, but I've really been into like supplements and protein, and you know, I've always got my pro my post workout shake and stuff I take. Um, so I had switched to this new formula of a post-workout called Dark Matter by MHP, um, and it has this high molecular weight modified cornstarch uh, that's supposed to be like this really fast-absorbing carbohydrate um, to spike your glycogen stores after you lift. So I was like, okay, you know, fuck yeah, like we're gonna take this, we're gonna get fucking huge, son. Um, <laughs> so I do we, lift, bro. Yeah, we were going to a big work party. Um, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I, we we definitely have a sock monster in my house. Like I can't, like literally, my socks are constantly disappearing. I don't know where the fuck they go. Oh, me too. Uh, yeah, it's the worst. They literally just over time, they they're all gone. And um, I had one more pair of dress socks one more pair um and it was it was a work party for my wife actually so 
what what happened was um you know i had my underwear on you know my wife was yelling at me to get ready and shit Mm because you know i'm habitually late and um you know, I put my socks on or whatever. And then in my head, I was like, oh, I got to fart in a big deal. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I farted just like normal. But then, like, I looked down and literally there was shit running down my leg all over my fucking leg. Oh, my pants, my, my underwear was plastered to my fucking ass. This, <laughs> there is green slime all over my socks. Oh, my God. Uh, from the color of this pre-workout because it had, or the post-workout because it had literally gone straight through me. And my wife is looking at me like her eyes like bigger than I've ever seen in my entire life. Just in utter disbelief over what had just transpired. And I was looking at her and literally she angrily says to me, get in the bathroom right now. (laughs) So I started going in the bathroom um, and, and, getting in the shower immediately and, and declothing. But the that was my last fucking pair of socks. Um, and you know, my <laughs> wife brought in a, a plastic bag from Target or whatever and was like, put all your, put all that shit smeared, you know, put all those clothes in here. Um, so she puts them all in. I'm like, yo, like, you're going to wash that, right? And I see her walk over to the garbage can and just boop. You don't wash that. Yeah. But yeah, the, the whole shitting your pants question reminded me of that. Um, because, you know, as a man, like, I'm not ashamed. Like, it's is it like a frequent occurrence? No, but like hey. anybody that says <laughs> with mean? 100% uh, certainty that they can trust a fart um, is you a can. liar. And I don't trust them because you Absolutely. can never trust a fart. 100%. Ever. Don't trust <laughs> verify. Always <laughs> verify. The, and, so, and that time when I verified it, it did not go well. <laughs> proof of shit. Yeah, P- POS. All right, Chamber, you've got three hashtags. Hashtag POS, hashtag dark yeah, hashtag matter. Dark matter for and sure. yeah, and hashtag trust don't ver- or don't trust verify. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Those are for today's oh, yeah. episode. <laughs> Uh, Cynthia, you got any rapid fire questions? Just like this? Hell no. I don't know what's no, happened to Chamber since I've general. been gone, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> things have changed around here. I think hashtag things have you changed. Let the boys, you, you let the boys run wild and we turned into crypto. Oh, yes, you have. I mean, there's a demand for this kind of content. Uh, like, there is. We're just filling a niche. We, we know it. We're, uh, all right. I'll give, I'll give two more questions regular rapid fire questions here and then we'll wrap up um how about let's see i always like to ask this one um what would be your go-to karaoke song oh this is easy um i want it that way by the backstreet boys six song hell yeah yeah. that's a great one um Speaking of, I think I I think I spooked Charlie Shrem. <laughs> I saw that. And he, I saw that. He uh, he. So we had Charlie Shrem on, and he's a huge karaoke guy. And he said he told us he goes every Saturday to the same place, and he every time the bar is closing, he does uh, in the end by oh, Lincoln Park. Such a good one. Yeah. yeah. And so I could picture him just rocking that out. And then he was hanging out with Peter McCormick and uh, Peter posted a tweet that said, you know, got the royal treatment in Sarasota from Charlie Shrem. Big thanks, blah, blah, blah. I was, and I, I just said, did he take you to karaoke? I hear he does a mean Lincoln Park. And he must have not remembered. <laughs> and he, he literally re- was like, how responded. the fuck did you know that? <laughs> like, are you guys following scary. How did you like, fucking yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, that's wild. That's wild. It was so funny. But, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Last one here. Let's see. Oh, I like this one too. What was your favorite Halloween costume you've ever been? Ooh. See, now Halloween, like I love dressing up. Like Halloween has always been really big for me. Um, so probably, have you guys ever heard of uh, Gunther and the Sunshine Girls? Uh, no. Yeah, have no. you ever heard the song that's like, Da-na-na, ooh, you touch my tra-la-la. Oh, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. yes. My ding-ding-dong. <laughs> 100% of that's talking about. Hey, uh, okay, so I dressed up as Gunther for Halloween uh, many, many years back. That was definitely one of my favorites. That's awesome. Chamber, you got to find a drop of I've, that song. It's going to be hard. Gunther and the Sunshine. I, yeah. Gunther and the Sunshine Girls. It's called yeah. the Ding-Dong Song. You know, oh, the the whole God. song is, is literally him being like this. 
like just making sexual noises. Like, it's it's some wild stuff. Oh my god! Yeah. And this has just gone completely off the rails. the The first forty minutes of really intellectual and great content we just we just trashed, and that's why we are Rex exactly. Podcast. And um, but that's gonna do it, man. Thank you so much for coming on. We just want to uh, give you one last opportunity to kind of plug where people can find you um all that kind of stuff anything you want to shout um, out now this is this is something on every like appearance that i do uh my final closing comment is always that uh you know people really just need to buy my bags and um <laughs> and and that will uh, that'll make you and give uh, us some of your bags i'll buy some of your bags make you and me happy uh you can find my bags and at crypto messiah um <laughs> my honestly like i'm in pretty good shit right now i feel like um it's it's been holding up how about that but i i really am like i'm super bullish on altcoins right now um i think i mean alt season isn't tomorrow but like this shit is coming like people are saying it's never gonna happen um people are getting like really really depressed about their altcoins the next i'd say two three even six months tops for me like i'm gonna be trying to divert every possible resource i can into acquiring more altcoins and you know what i tell everyone dollar cost average you don't know where the fuck the bottom is so why why try to pick it you know every week you need to in your head figure out your budget for getting in and you need to figure out how exposed you want to be in every week like uh, clockwork no matter what the price is you buy and simple as that it's really easy to do Chamber, does that give yeah, you? Yeah, my uh, I I saw I, I I looked the other day. I had a bunch of uh, MFT that I saw that like fifty sats, and then I saw it was down like twenty seven the other day. I'm like, ooh, that might be a nice reentry Dude, MFT position. MFT is that's some dark shit, right? <laughs> that now. is some dark yeah, shit, right? <laughs> that is some dark shit, bro. Like I I've not yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Godson. Yeah, got Godson you got me. I think, I think I bought Bro, that. I think up. Godson got me back into it back in the day too. I don't have any anymore, uh, but I definitely lost like fucking. We should both get back in at like MFT. 27, Thank wherever God it is now. No, that's my whole thing, dude. Honestly, MFT 25 sat like, bro, uh, like nothing wrong with that. Fucking, that's a fucking deal to me. But who knows? I mean, this shit could definitely go to 10. We'll see. It sure it's, could. It's literally become a meme at this point. I um, mean, a lot of times these meme coins like go freaking nuts. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I liked your um, Twitter poll. I think was it from today? Where did you asked if anybody has sold sold the bottom on an altcoin? Oh, yeah. uh, were those honest answers? Do you think? There. Uh, here's the thing. I think most of the people that answered no are people that are newer to the space, uh, because every single person that has been in crypto for a certain period of time has sold the bottom. My worst bottom sell of my entire life. Um, I sold a lot of my Ray blocks. Um, oh, after man. the first initial like two or three X it did, I still had a bunch when it went parabolic. Um, but I mean, that could have been like, like, that was bro, I could have had like eight like... Lambos parked outside my house. <laughs> <laughs> I had sold the bottom on that shit, I'll tell you that. Um, it went up to like 30 bucks. Uh, yeah, bro, it went 100, oh, it went 100 God, X. It insane. went 100 X. Yeah. Wow. Literally, that's what I said. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Before this coin went 100 X, like, literally, this is something that people were laughing about. You know, you're an idiot for having that. This shit's never going to pump. I mean, there's a lot of parallels that can be drawn between uh, that scenario and certain scenarios today. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, All right, man. That's going to do it for us. We totally appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. This was a a good time. So... um, Anytime you want to come back on, we, you Listen, are guys, always welcome. I, I love speaking and I love talking, obviously. So if you guys uh, ever do need somebody to fill in, you know, I'm always here. You know, Perfect. Here. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, that's going to do it for us. For everybody, I am Bunchu. This has been Wrecked. And until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice.